The weather is definitely warming up tomorrow. It's going to be around 20 degrees and nothing but sun. And with the warmer weather, the Bruce MacArthur investigation is entering its next phase. And that will be um, searching properties. 75 public and uh, private properties are on the search list. And uh, we're joined now by Sarah, Sergeant Derek Gadet with the Toronto Police Services. He works uh, specifically with uh, police dog services. Welcome to the show. Yes, good afternoon. So uh, we're employing some cadaver dogs to help with uh, searching the properties for human remains. How many cadaver dogs do we have on the force? Uh, with the Toronto Police Service, we have two uh, cadaver dogs, or otherwise known as human remains detection dogs. And are they normally used for, um, you know, an emergency situation, If the, you know, uh, searching for people that may have been um, part of uh, a search and rescue mission, or are they used primarily to look for uh, remains in investigations like this one? Uh, they're, they're used basically to support investigations uh, like the one that's present right now, as well as uh, looking for missing people who have been uh, missing uh, for a long period of time that, that may be deceased. So the cadaver dogs will be used in those situations as well. Give us an idea of how much these two dogs actually work. Um, I guess it depends on the uh, uh, case-by-case basis. Um, uh, some cases are a lot quicker than others. Um, sometimes we'll go and um, do an area of uh, that needs to be searched, and uh, there's nothing there uh, that our dogs can indicate on. Uh, and it may only take a day or two. And then uh, other cases where we have to work uh, over you know, a period of weeks, um, uh, that way uh, the dogs need a little more uh, breaks and uh, those kind of things because it's a lot of work. So we utilize more than uh, one dog at a, at a certain uh, area. And are you bringing in dogs from other cadaver teams to help with this investigation? It's pretty sizable. We're talking about 75 public and private properties. Uh, yes. Um, for, for upcoming investigation, we're bringing uh, dogs from the GTA. We have other cadaver dog uh, and handlers that are uh, willing to help us uh, from our local uh, services around us. Um, so we all get together and, uh, um, and work together, which, uh, which helps us and uh, obviously helps the, uh, the dogs out as well by having, uh, like say, these little scheduled breaks in between searches and things, and especially when it goes over uh, uh, several days to several weeks. Do you work with a specific dog? I do, yes. My my dog's uh, name is Major. Major is a uh, he's a German Shepherd Belgian Malinois mix, and he uh, is uh, both a general purpose dog, which is your regular police dog that uh, searches for people and articles and finds people hiding and those kind of things, as well as uh, he's cross trained to be a, a human remains detection dog. I understand they're trained to detect um, some of the scents, and there are up to four hundred uh, scents that a human corp uh, corpse will emit. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, all the researchers and uh, the courses that I've been on, uh, they're saying there's well over 400 uh, orders that come off of a, a decomposition of a human remains. And uh, out of those uh, um, 400 or so uh, dogs are somewhere around the 40 mark uh, for the orders. Um, that's the researchers. So that's what they're working on, the ones that work with uh, cadaver dogs that do research. Um, so we put our dogs in the many situations and training where uh, um, my dog is uh, exposed to a lot of uh, sources. Um, so during training, so that way there, my dog is, is um, picking up every order um, that he can so that uh, when we do do uh, large um, and important uh, investigations like these ones that are coming up, uh, our dogs are ready to go. So you're constantly training the dog? Yes, yeah, well, lots of training. Uh, a lot of our training has been done down in the United States at uh, uh, research facilities on universities that uh, study the decomposition of human remains. And uh, throughout the year, they'll, uh, um, they'll have courses that are just dedicated only to uh, um, cadaver dogs throughout North America. 
Um, and that way there they, um, they, they train uh, the handle and the dog. And then, like I say, they'll have uh, um, larger sources for us to work with. What's the most shocking thing you've learned being a uh, police, you know, handler of the dog? Um, it's well, not really shocking. It's Sometimes it's amazing, I guess, the word I could use, I guess, shocking or amazing, that mm. these dogs can be trained to locate the order of so many different things. And they're so dedicated to it. Once you start training a dog to do a, a detection order, such as uh, human remains, they just become um, so good at it, so overwhelmingly good at it, that sometimes you're, I'm just amazed that... Uh, they can do these kind of things because sometimes the order of whether it's human remains or even something else like an explosive or a drug or something could be uh, under a lot of um, uh, material, like they could be buried. And well, and that's what we're dealing with with the MacArthur case. Well, in, in that case, yes. I mean, a um, lot, lot of cases, even with missing people, sometimes uh, things that get uh, people get, uh, if they go missing and they pass away, if they're doing, a, let's say they're on a hike or something, they pass mm. away in the woods over over a long period of time. If they haven't been found, a lot of leaves and you know different things get over these uh, get over the body, for example. Um, and uh, it's amazing that our dogs can smell from um, a good, uh, you know, several feet of some, something being, uh, being buried. But they're also trained in that. So when I do go down to the research facilities in the United States, particularly the one I was at with our two dogs here, it's called Western Carolina University in North Carolina, they actually have um, um, deceased bodies uh, obviously uh, been donated through mm-hmm. uh, medical um, services down there. And uh, they're buried, and they're buried for specific times, specific um, um, depths, and our dogs train on all those. So it's, um, it, it is quite remarkable. And uh, it's nothing that I, c- I can pick up any order, but the dog does. How does, how does Major indicate to you that, that he's detected uh, a human remain? Yeah, so, so Major, like you say, he does the, detect the order of the decomposition of human remains. He doesn't look for uh, like a, a deceased person. He looks, he's actually looking with his nose by, uh, by bringing the order in. And uh, what he does when he, when he gets close to uh, an order and he wants to get as close as he can to where he believes it is emanating from, the actual order, and then uh, he just sits, nice, simple sit, and just waits for me. And what do you give him? He'll uh, he'll get a toy. Basically, it's like a, a tug, a typical tug you can get at any uh, any pet store, and uh, he gets that, and he gets a lot of praise from me. Um, and that's what he works works for. He works for nothing else. He doesn't get a salary. He doesn't get a pension. He's working for uh, his toy and his praise from me. And then, uh, do you then move on to another area of the site? Like, how did the search work? Do you are, is is Major on lead? Is he off lead? Do you have a pattern and a formation that he follows, or do you just say, "Hey, follow your nose"? Um, yeah, sometimes it's like that, um, depending on the weather conditions and wind conditions. Uh, if I'm in an area where there's not a lot of people around or I know there's not a lot of hazards for the dog, I can let him offline and let him work himself. He's, he's very independent, and he'd rather almost work on his own because he's working the, uh, the environment. He's the one who can smell the odor. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a large, uh, let's say, a large baseball or football field and I have to search that, then I would use uh, him on, put him on a line, and I would physically walk like a grid every t- every ten yards, and have and work it that way. So I'm um, so I'm I'm getting everything. But in smaller areas where I can get him out, uh, maybe in like wooded area or a fenced in area, somewhere where I know he can uh, he can work on his own, then I'll have him offline. As we move into the uh, next phase of this investigation, uh, the for the alleged serial killer Bruce MacArthur, you're searching 75 public and private properties with Major. Have you got a timeline on how long you anticipate that would take you, or is it are we just too early days for that? Yeah, it's too early days for that case for me to say anything about how long it's going to take. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, our two dogs are involved in it, but. Uh, 
um, yeah, we, we won't know until we start um, and then um, and see how everything goes. So it could be uh, several days to several weeks. Well, Sergeant, I appreciate your time today. It's fascinating work you're doing. And thanks so much for spending a little bit of time uh, elaborating on it. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. That's Sergeant Derek Gadet from the Toronto Police Services. He works with Major, who is a cadaver dog, and one of uh, a few cadaver dogs that are employed to uh, work on this next phase of the Bruce MacArthur investigation. Fascinating stuff.